All right, welcome to episode two of the Dorm Podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Mark. And today, hopefully, will be a little bit more engaging than our last episode, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I thought our last episode was pretty good, don't you think, Mark? Yeah, but, you know, today we have a better idea of kind of the structure and what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, because uh, a fun fact was is that my previous topic that we talked about, you know, in our closing segments, I completely winged that. So today I actually came up with something like a week before recording this and wrote it out. So hey, You're not supposed to tell them that you winged it, Adam. Yeah, well, that only impresses them about how professional it was in the, in the first place. All right, Mark, so let's hop into it. Uh, so, you know, obviously we've said this about maybe 3,000 times at this point, but I'm going to tell you for the 3,000th and 1th time, uh, we're going to S&T and today we're going to start off our topics about, uh, comparing residence halls. So we're living in RC, otherwise known as residential commons, but there's also university commons and TJ. So Mark, you got anything to say add to that? Yeah. So we're going to kind of do a comparison of the three residence halls here. So the first one that Adam mentioned is RC, which stands for Residential Commons. There's actually two of them, RC1 and RC2. Uh, These are actually going to be your kind of sweet style college living. It's where we're going to be living with our uh, double suite. And they also have like double and single deluxe suites which have like a living room attached and stuff so that's going to be a lot nicer than tj but not quite as nice as uc because uc is more like a an apartment that's true also supposedly uc is for uh uh upperclassmen not freshmen but on the snt uh instagram page uh, they shouted out one freshman who supposedly plans on living in UC, so don't really know what's up with that, but I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's... They'd said like on the website that UC is not for freshmen, but then when we filled out our housing interest forms, it was an option on there. Yeah, well, I don't know. They're probably just letting you do, if you want to get on there, I guess you can. Yeah. I think it's the most expensive dorm, if I'm correct. Yeah, it definitely is, because it's like apartment living. Yeah, that's true. So you get all that space. You get that true freedom, that true bliss. Right. Uh, Other than that, we have uh, TJ, which is uh, the worst of the three. Um, (laughs) TJ is like your traditional college experience, where you live with a roommate, and then you have you know, like a community bathroom on your floor that is cleaned for you, which I guess that's nice, but the rooms are really small. Yeah. Don't hate on TJ, though, because they do have some nice perks. They got the dining hall in the actual building and a rec room and stuff, so, you know, they don't have to go anywhere to enjoy that. Plus, um, I think it's way easier to get uh, your own private room in TJ, so it's definitely got its perks, and it's the cheapest but it's also the farthest from campus, I believe. No, it's not. University Commons is the farthest. I, uh, but usually, I think if you're living there, you got a car because you gotta. I think you have to drive. 
Yeah, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I think at, at that map. point you'll have a car if you're gonna move into like an apartment style. Yeah, never mind. I was looking at a minor village, which is a different thing. I think those are just apartments owned by the college. Oh yeah, I think that's what that is. Yeah, so, I, I guess we didn't have it on here, but yeah, there's also minor village, which is like actual apartments that S and T owns. Oh uh, wait, never mind. I was super wrong. University Commons is uh, right by Residential Commons, so that's my bad. Oh shoot. <laughs> yeah, so they're living next door neighbors with us. So I mean, we got we're pretty close to the campus. We just got across like one intersection, and boom, we're on campus, where the poor poor guys at TJ had to go under a bridge under the main road and then walk their way to the campus. Yeah, no, they just got to walk for like five years to get to anywhere. Dude, I mean, the only thing, though, is all the people at TJ, every day is leg day for them, so they're just going to be jacked by the time we're out of school. I mean, sure, if you want to think about it that way, but <laughs> I'm going to think about it in uh, we're only paying like 2000 more to stay in residential commons and we have a a lot more space so with uh this whole corona thing i think we're really in winning here yeah i guess we kind of uh lucked out i guess yeah but or more like we made the right choice yeah well obviously you got to suit the thing that really benefits you the most but rc is kind of like the the goldilocks zone for us because it's close to campus, you got the room, and it's not atrociously expensive. Plus, it's kind of like, it's not really like an apartment, but, I don't know, it's way more space than the really small double rooms at TJ. Yeah, like, it's pretty close to an apartment, but we don't have to make our own food, so. That's true. But then also, we don't have a dining hall, so that kind of sucks. So we have to go to, uh, how do you say that, Mark? Uh, Havner Center? Oh, the Havener Center? Yeah, ha- Havener. All right. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. We... I've heard it so many ways. <laughs> we'll find out for sure when we get there. We'll just take a poll. But, uh, yeah, they well, they have everything there. So I guess, you know, you can get your food, get your stuff. But, I mean, it's not that far of a walk. It's just across a, a four-lane street. So it's like a five-minute walk at the max. It's oh, you so waiting just... for traffic, too. We just got to brave the highway to get breakfast. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I guess. Anything to get those pancakes. I mean, they don't say, I mean, you have the freshman 15, but when we're dodging cars, we might have the negative 15. Yeah, the freshman negative 30. Yeah. All right. uh, Now we're going to move on to college students entertaining themselves on a budget. We're going to talk about, like, how they might do that. Because, you know, this year, going out is obviously harder. So it might actually be easier to entertain yourself for cheap, you know, because you can't do anything. But (laughs) also going out is hard because we're going to be living in Rolla where there's, like, absolutely nothing. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... We're just going to kind of have to figure out our own things to do. Yeah. Well, as Mark likes to say, Rollo isn't as horrible because they have two, count them, two Buffalo Wild Wings. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Mark is really hyped about that. I guess he's going to become a Buffalo uh, Wild Wings member. Hey, I'm going to have to. It's the only thing there. <laughs> 
it's not the only thing. They also have a Panera. Shout out to Mark because he works at Panera. So I guess he can uh, pick <laughs> up some hours out of the local Panera that's not too far from RC. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> Come on, man. You, you can't leave Panera. Not when you've been there for so long. I've been there for like a year and a half. That's still a good amount of time, though, for a high school worker. Uh, since I'm going to college soon, I will be done with that job. Hopefully forever, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Yeah, didn't they talk about leaving you on the schedule, but you just work week uh, breaks? Yeah, but I told them I didn't want to do that. Ah, okay. Yeah, and I used to work at a, a car wash, but then when the whole COVID thing hit, I quit, so. Yeah, wasn't it Martian Car Wash? Yeah, Martian Car Wash. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, all right, so some of the challenges, you know, that we've already kind of talked about is COVID. And then, obviously, Raleigh's a smaller town, unlike our friend uh, Will, who's going to Purdue, which is basically its own city. Uh, so it's definitely a little bit harder with that. So I kind of think, you know, the whole this whole podcast is called The Dorm. And now we're going to have The Dorm Experience, as in everybody's going to be in their dorms hanging out i mean people already do this but i think it's going to be a lot different this year especially because they don't want you congregating in big areas so everybody kind of like hanging out in their dorms i don't know maybe leaving doors open like hanging out making the hallways into like certain things i don't know yeah i don't know i feel like there's going to be a lot of people just trying to hang out with the people in their own dorm yeah I think you're going to become best friends with your dorm mates. So I guess it wasn't really, uh, probably the, I guess it was the best time possible actually to create the dorm because now the dorm is the only thing we have. Yeah. Cause we have nothing left. <laughs> I don't know though. I don't know how much the school's going to crack down on kids, uh, hanging out. Cause you know, you're not supposed to meet in large groups, so it's not going to be any parties or anything like that. But, right. I mean, I feel like the school will probably be pretty harsh on it just because they don't want to get shut down again. That's true. I don't think Rollis had that many cases, though, to begin with. So that's kind of the nice part about going to a smaller town is the reach has been definitely a little bit uh, less there. I mean, yeah, but you, they might have some cases when you bring people from all over the country and the world, really, yeah. into the the university yeah the mass the mass entrance so yeah Yeah. we're gonna have to really the first i think month is us gonna be riding out the storm and see how much they spike or if we don't have any at all but we'll keep yeah i think we're gonna yeah i think we're gonna have a lot less restrictions if we are there for a couple weeks and they don't see like cases spike or anything yeah that's true i mean i hope obviously for the sake of everyone there they don't spike at all, but, you know. Also, Mark, living in the dorm, how are we going to entertain ourselves, dude? Chris is bringing a PlayStation, I think, and a TV. Yeah, it, and and a Switch. Oh, he's bringing a Switch, dude? Yeah, because that's, yeah. I think that's going to be a really big thing, because, you know, ever since the coronavirus hit, gaming has been, like, at an all-time high. So... Everyone's becoming pro yeah. gamers because they can't leave their houses. 
Yeah, I feel like honestly, we'll probably just be gaming like all day in the dorm. Yeah. I also made a uh, the dorm Valorant crossover art. I shouldn't even call it art. It was literally just I put the logos next to each other. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty baller. Speaking of, I don't know, art, make sure you check out the dorm podcast on Twitter. Uh, I try to post there pretty regularly. Check it out. Like, retweet. We also have a YouTube channel now. I forgot to mention that in the uh, last episode. So, yeah. Help us get huge. Yeah. Tweet us at the dorm podcast. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about your tweet in the next episode. Yeah. Because we asked this last time and uh, zero people <laughs> replied. But we did get two retweets, so people have been looking at it. Actually, yeah. you know what, Mark? Even though we've just completely derailed our podcast and gone on to a subject that we had no idea we were going to talk about, I'm <laughs> going to look at how many people, the tweet analytics on that tweet. Okay, it only 50 people saw it and only had 24 engagements for the reply tweet. But then the tweet that I put out on Sunday, which didn't really do it, it was just mostly like just a shout out to us, had 154 impressions. So 104 more impressions than the other one but way Dang, less engagement exponential growth already dude yeah we're, we're exploding it's only a matter of time before the dorm is as big as apple yeah uh you guys better watch out because before you know it we'll be controlling every aspect of your daily lives <laughs> dude we have the dorm phone the dorm computer the dorm clothes the dorm the dorm money. data mining <laughs> No, we're not gonna do that, Mark. We're not social media. I know. <laughs> we're not. We're not China. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so now that we're kind of uh, back on track here, I guess we can move on to our next subject. Because honestly, we don't really know what you're gonna do on a budget. You're already pretty poor in college, so I think yeah. kicking it in the dorm is really what's gonna be like this year. But again, well, yeah, probably like gaming in the dorm and begging for scraps on the street yeah i don't know i don't know what else might take off like hobbies such as like arts and crafts i know it sounds kind of weird board games i don't know i think things will become a lot more intimate with the people you know so i don't know maybe it's a good thing maybe your friend groups will be they won't be as big but they'll be a lot stronger because you'll be hanging out with the same people a lot more yeah maybe uh people will try and come up with new sports in their dorms and uh ruin their rental lease <laughs> Dude, it's all just speculation at this point, but we'll find out. T-minus, uh, what yeah. is it, like five days now, Mark? Before we're in there Yeah, we're moving out. in on Saturday. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so uh, don't you guys worry. Adam and I, we will do some investigating, and we will let you know dude, yeah. what the heck people are doing in the dorms. Dude, we should. We should just become like the news network for S&T, because that's basically what yeah. we are right now. But our whole goal is to affect everybody in the college experience. So, no matter what college you go to, enjoy and listen with us. All right, Mark. Exactly. So now that we just uh, keep snaking our way around it, how about subject number three of today's podcast? All right, fine. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. <laughs> Dude, so we have the possibility of being sent home. The thing nobody wants to talk about, but the thing that we're all thinking about. What do you think it's going to be, Mark? Do you think there's a possibility? Do you think we're safe? Do you think we'll never leave? Thoughts. Okay, so 
I've had some of my friends telling me that their schools have emailed them, telling them to like pack light just because of the possibility of being sent home. Which I'm not doing. And yeah, <laughs> I'm not really doing that too much either. But honestly, I feel like we're not going to really get sent home because at this point, colleges have had all summer to prepare for it. And I can tell you that they're going to do everything they can to not get us sent home because that pretty much like halves their income for the year. That's true. That's true. No one's paying their dorm fees. The yeah. dorm bill. Plus, I feel like uh, if students feel like they're going to be sent home, then the dorms and campus won't really feel like home to them. So they'll like kind of get disconnected from campus. Yeah. I don't know. I hope we don't get sit home. That's the last thing. Because, you know, virtual learning is still, and it's very, very baby, baby, infancy, infancy. That's what I'm trying to say. It's in its uh, early stages. I don't know. Maybe, like, I give it, like, maybe 10 years before they really iron out all the problems. But I don't know. I also remember those uh, commercials for, like, K-12, like, that online learning thing for, like, it was basically, like, public school, but yeah. online. I remember seeing commercials for that all the time on, like, Nickelodeon when I was younger. So. Yeah. I wonder if uh, some more school districts are going to, like, actually just use programs like that instead of trying to bring people back to school. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people want is a hybrid model so that not everybody's there. Or I don't know exactly how the hybrid model works. Like, some days you're there, some days you're not. And, like, people will alternate so the school's never at full capacity. Yeah, I feel like a hybrid model is honestly the best option for most yeah. schools because I feel I think the way they do it is they just have some students go like Monday and Wednesday and then sometimes Friday and then the other students go like Tuesday, Thursday and then sometimes Friday. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, S&T is kind of already there with the hybrid model because, you know, I have majority of my classes online but they're lecture hall classes so i guess you know i'm not really missing out too much because those are the classes that are already like packed with like a hundred plus students so you're not really it's actually probably better because you can hear the professor a lot better and it's a lot more intimate with them so that might actually be better i don't know yeah i actually only have like a fourth of my classes online so i think it really just depends on what you're yeah, taking i'm taking a lot of chin eds so knocking them out do you know what I mean? Yeah, so that would make yeah. sense. I don't know, though, because a lot... Also, the nice thing, too, about a hybrid model is cases do start to kind of uh, increase out of control. It's a lot easier to go online when you're already kind of there instead of, like, doing a complete 360 or 180 and going online and completely just everybody's confused and worried. Uh flashback to march of this year when everybody was scrambling (laughs) because they didn't know what to do right i mean kind of with that snt did tell us that every professor like has to have a plan for going online if they need to that's true so hopefully if we have like a bunch of people in one class getting sick or like a professor getting sick, then we can just make it online until it's good again. Yeah, but I've been pretty impressed with their uh, safety measures, though, because everybody's got to wear a mask, and the teachers, even when they teach, they're going to wear face shields, and everybody's six feet apart. So I think they're doing their part. 
but you know, again, just have to wait and see. But I hope for the best. Yeah, no, honestly, I feel like we'll almost be safer there than like at our own ho- homes. True. We don't really. Because I feel like they are doing a lot more than, well, like our high school did or even like our government did. That's true. Yeah. Well, our high school, I mean, I guess to be fair, no one was really doing anything until it kind of just smacked us in the face. And they're like, all right, go online. But now supposedly you're, you're encouraged to yeah. wear a mask. It's not required at all high schools. But I'd wear one for the safety yeah. of you and the safety of others. It's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, I would just wear one because, like, it doesn't really hurt you or anything. All right, Mark. Any, I mean, what do you think about clubs, though, if we go home? Because, you know, like, we're going to be on design teams, and, you know, you're going to be on Formula SAE. I'm going to be on Electric electric Formula SAE. So, I mean, you basically build a car from, or a drag car from scratch. What are you going to do in the middle of the semester? (laughs) I don't know how quickly they build it, but. Right. You leave. I mean, I feel like, I feel like last year when everything just kind of ended, I feel like all clubs just kind of cut their seasons short or pretty much canceled them completely. So I hope this year, if we do have to get sent home, I hope that like the clubs and stuff will keep or find some way to keep people engaged, even if it's not like doing what the clubs normally do. Hopefully we can just keep people engaged and keep them learning. Yeah, that's true. It is such a hard time. This is such a pivotal moment in history because a lot, a lot is changing. And I think now more than ever, technology is at the forefront of it, which I'll get into later. Foreshadowing for my interesting topic for <laughs> our closing segment. But yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's kind of crazy, though. I mean, like, I would have never really imagined growing up thinking, oh, man, I'm probably going to be doing a lot of my college experience online. But, you know. Yeah, no, it's college is going to be completely different from what I imagined it, at least this first year. Yeah. I don't know. Everything's a toss up. But don't worry. The hard, hard hitting reporters of the dorm podcast, Adam and Mark, are going to be on the front lines. Look and help you guys. I guess I shouldn't say front lines. Yeah, you know Because we're not going to be doing that much. Yeah. All right. Instead of the next topic that we had, we're going to talk about clubs since we already kind of started talking about mm-hmm. that. Um, I just wanted to say that I feel like clubs and like teams on campus are actually really important to get involved with. Because I've always heard that people who are part of things like that, they get better grades and they feel like they're more important on campus. And honestly, I feel like it just helps you have a lot more fun with it. Yeah. I don't know. Clubs really make the experience, though. Like, even in high school, you know? Like, you learn stuff, but you really apply it with your clubs. And especially with all design teams yeah, exactly. at s they all relate to a major in some way, whether that be business engineering obviously uh yeah <laughs> the arts anything there's there's so many clubs and you know that's how you really apply yourself that's how you find your group of people you're going to hang out with the people that you're going to be friends with everything so if that goes away i think a big a big 
part of college kind of disappears with it. Yeah, obviously, like, you don't have to join a bunch of clubs. But especially now when we're not going to be able to do a lot of things, I feel like getting involved is really important because you don't just want to, like, go to class, do your homework, go to your dorm, and sleep. Like, you'll probably get pretty bored with that pretty quick. So, yeah, I guess this is our way of saying join a club. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. There's so many. there's so many. And I feel like most schools are pretty supportive of new clubs. So, like, if you have an interest that you want to, like, do with other people and there's no club for it, just make a club. Like, remember the, the Lettuce Club in high school? Yeah, so our our high school actually had a lettuce club that was started by a senior our junior year. And all they did was get together, I think, like twice a month and just eat heads of lettuce. Dude, I remember finding lettuce in like the water fountains, like pieces of lettuce. And I remember the the senior who started it, I remember seeing him walking around with just a head of lettuce eating it. I don't know whatever yeah. happened in that club, though. I think it kind of fell apart. Yeah, I think they kind of just stopped meeting because I'm pretty sure the guy only started it as a joke. I don't think anybody's, like, that in love with yeah. lettuce. But I think that just kind of goes to show you, if you got an idea and you have a reason for it, you know, go ahead. Make it a thing. Maybe something with a little bit more purpose behind it than the Lettuce Club, but catch our drift. <laughs> right but yeah I don't know it'll be interesting because everything I know I've said this a million times and everybody's probably sick of me saying it but everything is a toss up and I mean that literally like I have no idea what to expect everything is just kind of a guessing game I think the first month of college is really where we're going to see where we go direction wise yeah honestly I feel like after the first month we'll probably be into the rhythm of whatever's going to happen. So by that point, I feel like not much is going to change. So I think if we do ever like get sent, sent home this year, it's probably going to happen within the first month. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it'd be that quick. I think actually, I mean, you know, when it's winter, people get sick more frequently because people are inside. They're closer together. So I don't know what's going to happen like towards the winter months. I think like after Thanksgiving is what I'm kind of worried about and right in there. Yeah, that's true because you have everybody going home coming and then back. coming yeah, back. Yeah, because that's the holiday season, then, so there's a lot of traveling. Yeah, but then, you know, with like fall going into winter, you also have the yep. flu season, which is why I, I'm going to be getting my flu shot like before I even move into school. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, so hopefully that'll uh, curb it. Help me out. Yeah, we need to take our temperatures every single day, so I want to make sure that temperature stays yeah. in the, the perfect range. Yeah, so depending on like how harsh ST is being with the lockdowns, we might even have to like self isolate for two weeks if we even have like the True. flu or something. They probably they don't want to take any chances. Probably can't blame them. Yeah, I mean. I know we have testing, but I feel like they might just not want to take the chance when we haven't been yeah. tested well, yet. Well, they'll probably put us in some form of self-isolation, and then when the test comes back, they'll probably let us. I don't know if they'll let us out or not. Again, 
I'm saying it for the millionth time. Everything is a toss-up. So. Plug yeah. it. We're changing this to the a toss-up podcast. Branding. Hey, speaking of podcasts, follow at the dorm podcast. Yeah, plug on it. Twitter. Plug it. <laughs> also, we have an Instagram now, the dorm podcast. Oh, yes. For those of you who like uh, social media that is owned by Facebook, then you can go to Instagram instead of yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, we, I think I post a little bit more on Twitter just because it's a little bit more text-based, so it's more for, easy for me to say stuff. But I'm going to try to post a decent amount on Instagram, too. I just got to think of what I'm going to post. So, And we also have a YouTube channel. Right now, right. it's just the audio with a logo with our logo on as the video but i don't know maybe one day this might become a video podcast but it's not gonna yeah. be anytime soon uh face reveal at 200 million yeah followers. let's become <laughs> the world's biggest everything basically this podcast was just meant to develop a monopoly <laughs> yeah on everything we're actually gonna buy out yeah Disney. to dorm to dorm movie studios i don't know hey Speaking of uh, companies and monopolies, uh, how do you feel about Trump possibly trying to ban TikTok? I don't know. People, there have been, you know, security concerns for a while. Some of them, they've been going a bunch of different places. I personally don't use TikTok. My brothers use it a lot. So I don't know. If it goes away, it will not really affect me at all. (laughs) Um I don't know, but it will be definitely a, a cultural shift and one that I don't think is welcome. But supposedly Microsoft is going to buy it, so I think it might stick around. So I wouldn't be too worried. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't really use it either just because it doesn't seem very interesting to me. And, you know, I try to stay away from companies based in China if yeah. I can. But... Uh, and for the Chinese listeners or Chinese government, you can just bleep out that part and let everybody listen to this podcast. In China can listen to um, our podcast, can they? I don't, I don't know. They... Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully we're not banned in China. Uh, a lot of stuff is censored over there. I don't know all the rules. Yeah, me neither. But uh, back to what I was saying. Honestly, I feel like it shouldn't really be banned because I feel like the people using it know that it's based in China. And honestly, with all the data mining that China's probably doing, it's really not any worse than like Facebook or any, any other social That's media. True. If you're really honestly worried about um, privacy, uh, social media is not a great place for that. I don't know, but yeah. I, I probably use Twitter the most, but I kind of use Twitter for news more or less. I kind of follow a lot of news things on there. So also Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, I think is, he, he grew up not far from where we live currently. So I'm pretty sure he was. So you're saying you're best no, friends with him? I'm just, you got to support <laughs> the Missourians, I guess. Hey, you guys heard it here first. Adam is related to Jack Dorsey. I am not in any way related to him. He is he is Jack's father. Yeah, that's logical. All right, well, while Mark uh, I mean, attempts to explain the science behind that one, <laughs> let's, uh, I guess, what time are we at right now? We're at the 30-minute 30, 30 mark. So 
uh, our interesting yeah. topics are kind of long, so I think this is actually a good part. It's not really the closing, but this is more of our halfway point towards our interesting topics of the day. Because uh, we're kind of running out of ideas to talk about college, but we're not even there yet. But we'll talk about that more later. Yeah, so yeah, this episode might be just a little bit shorter just because we haven't been yeah. on campus yet. We don't have too many stories or news or yeah. anything yet. Uh, basically, right now, we're a speculation podcast, but we'll do a lot of speculation. <laughs> but, you know, we'll get there. So, Mark, if it's cool with you, I was going to talk about my interesting topic first because it's first in the list. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Do it. So, <laughs> my topic is a new era of gaming. Gaming for gamers. Gaming for everybody. Gaming. Ooh, all the time. Gaming. So, we already kind of talked about the fact that a lot of people are going to probably be gaming a lot in their dorms because they can't leave. And, well, guess what's coming out uh, this holiday season? The new Xbox, the new PlayStation. And there's a lot of new uh, computer parts that can help with your gaming as well. So I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, console gaming that's coming up and uh, PC gaming. Because me and Mark are both PC gamers. Right, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. But there is there is something nice just about kicking it back with a console. So I'm not... I personally like PC more. Plus, you don't have to play the subscription fees. Not I don't like subscriptions at all. Okay, I have to talk about this now because I'm talking about it. But I don't like subscription at all. I, I miss the days where you could just buy software and it was yours and you just got that year version. I don't know. Mark, what's your opinion on that? I'm already getting off topic. but. Uh, so, honestly, I feel like subscriptions came to be because, uh, you know, most software really hasn't, like, increased in price over the years. You know, video games have been 60 bucks since, what, like, the 80s or 90s so i feel like to still make a profit a lot of companies have been still releasing the games and stuff at 60 bucks but then selling like dlc to make the full game basically which honestly i feel like it isn't too bad of a system unless they put like way too many things as dlc because you know you can have people that just want the game to buy it for 60 bucks but then the people who can actually afford it can just buy the full game yeah well uh i just looked this up and it looks like pong you know like the original atari game was a hundred bucks yeah back in the day wow so they've even gotten a little cheaper possibly also things have become way more mass-produced but I kind of mean like in the sense of like everything yeah. is a subscription, like, you know, your news. Like, I do not want to pay a subscription for like my news sites. Like, I don't know. I hate paywalls, stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was a lot easier when more people used cable because then you just have like one subscription and then a bunch of services Dude, I honestly on it. think that cable is going to come back because everybody didn't like cable because of the high prices. So they went to streaming services. Well, then now everybody has a streaming service and every studio has one. So now the rights are um, to a bunch of different places. So if you want to watch this movie, you got to subscribe to this thing. And if you want to watch this show, you got to subscribe to this thing. Oh my gosh. And I, I don't know. Yeah, the rights are all over the place. Although, honestly, I feel like uh, one company that does it pretty right is Amazon because on their streaming service, you can watch like 
things that they don't have the right to by because they have like separate channels you can add and sometimes they even let you do like a free trial so if you just want to watch like one movie on like the stars channel or something you can just start the free trial watch that movie and then cancel yeah. it is, is that part of like amazon prime yeah okay well again we've completely derailed but on that little tangent so the new xbox series x is coming out when uh i have an xbox right now so i'm more of an xbox guy uh my one brother has an xbox and then my other one has a playstation so we're all over the place but it looks like on paper the new Xbox is going to be more powerful than the new PlayStation because it has a, like its clock slightly higher on the CPU and has a little bit more teraflops on the GPU. But honestly, some people are saying that the PlayStation 5 might be a little faster. But I don't know. Well, yeah, but the Xbox Series X also does not look like a shampoo <laughs> bottle. Dude, I don't know. The designs. <laughs> the Xbox Series X is so clean. It's this perfect fridge. <laughs> it's like this little tower... And it's all like smooth and stuff with a little bit of an indentation on top, tasteful touch of green. I don't know. It's not that bad. I don't know. When I first saw the PlayStation 5, wasn't loving the design. It's it's like really white. I don't know. I don't know if I want something like blatantly white in my room or something because I feel like it'd be a little distracting. If it came in a black, I think it'd look a lot better. And it kind of looks like a modem. Wait, so you're saying you would you wouldn't have an original Wii. Okay, I room. had a Wii, but that the Wii looked at least way less intrusive. Like the the PlayStation Five is supposed to be huge or something. It's supposed to be like really big. Like it's it's gonna be bigger than yeah, the original. Yeah, I'm Wii. gonna I'm gonna be honest. I don't really like the design for either of the consoles because you know the Xbox just looks like a giant <laughs> box. Which I mean, I get it's it's the Xbox, but. You know, you could make the design at least a little more well, right interesting. Right now, it's the X Tower. The PlayStation 5. <laughs> yeah. And the PlayStation 5, it looks like they kind of just designed it without the disc drive. And then for the disc drive model, they just slapped it on the yeah, side. Yeah, they totally did that. Also, it looks a little bit like a modem, honestly, because it's got these weird wings on the side. Yeah. I don't know eventually we'll just get used to designs and then you know they'll have the playstation 5 limited edition xbox series x s whatever and then we'll have new designs i don't know i think the xbox looks more cleaner so if you want something more subtle get the xbox um and the playstation i guess if you if you can get it to match good for you yeah and and then we'll have the xbox series x 5000 which is actually just the size of an actual <laughs> fridge and it's just a huge server rack <laughs> yeah dude i mean that's kind of what i wanted to talk about this too though is like people are going to be gaming a lot more now to kill time and everything so i don't know i think these these new consoles are gonna fly off the shelves this fall or i guess winter because i think it's around the holiday season not christmas i mean they've already been flying off the shelves like uh the switch was sold out for a while and the price of it even got driven up from i think 300 to like yeah, 450 nuts. dude actually xbox supposedly has stopped uh manufacturing the xbox series x which is like their more powerful xbox right now and one other thing i can't remember but they still have the s i think here i'm gonna look it up real quick what xboxes are discontinued this is the riveting stuff that you listen for. Microsoft Xbox One X and the, the One S Digital Edition, so the one without a disk drive. 
So that's actually kind of crazy if you think about it. I mean, um, uh, people have been buying consoles like nuts, but they're discontinuing them, so they're only going to inflate the price more. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's a good thing that consoles are stepping away from disk drives because yeah. at this point, disks are basically just product keys that you insert into the console so you can download yeah. the game. I don't know. Always have kind of the one thing that's kind of nice about like physical media is like you know it looks kind of cool on your shelf like oh this is all my games but man it is so much yeah. easier. Plus the disc never gets scratched. You don't lose the disc. It's yours. If you get a new device, you just install it. I guess that's if you have fast internet though. If you don't have fast internet, then you probably want a disc. But I mean, even if you don't have fast internet, internet once it's downloaded, yeah, it's true. done. That's very true. I don't know though. Like you just gotta spend five days downloading it once. Yeah, and then you're good. <laughs> Threat neutralized. But <laughs> office reference right there. Um, but I don't know. I'm pretty I'm kind of excited to see what's going on. Plus, this is the first time that consoles have not had a hard drive. I don't know why it took till 2020 to take hard drives out of uh consoles because i mean like when you start a game up i mean you just sit there forever and ever yeah ever Uh, oh my gosh well now the the freaking ssds are supposed to be like insanely fast so it's like we just jumped to a whole new era of computing yeah and ssds are so much cheaper than they they are well the playstation actually developed their i think their own special type of ssd and it's supposed to be like bonkers fast like you can load games in like two seconds Wow. Yeah, but also that's the one thing I want to talk about too is like when you're in college, you don't want something taking up a lot of space in your already small dorm and you probably want to take it home when you go home. So these big consoles, kind of a hassle, honestly. Yeah, which honestly I feel like consoles are at this point kind of going away from their original purpose, which I feel like is multiplayer because, you know, most consoles you can have people playing on the same console you can have like everybody in the that's same very room. true you don't have to ha- have everybody bring their own yeah. console but nowadays a lot of games like you can't even do split screen or like local multiplayer or anything. not many games i remember like this awesome memory of going to like my friend's like sleepover birthday party like way back in elementary school and i think we played halo multiplayer and like everybody was just crowded around the tv and the two guys would face off i don't know if it was halo i honestly forget i haven't played much halo so, and that was a really long time ago. It was some game, but I don't know. Like the, it's fun because you get to watch it, and there's like basically no lag because it's on the piece. It's on the the thing. And when you're yeah. in the dorm with all your friends, you know maybe it would be cool to have you know multiplayer so that we don't have to buy multiple consoles. But at the same time, you probably right. don't want to crowd a bunch of people in your room right now. So, catch two. What was that? Put a hundred people in okay. one dorm room? Mark, you have not been listening to the CDC. But, okay. The CD the what? The C- CD what? Alright, and then just the last part of my interesting topics too is there's going to be some new AMD CPUs coming out that... <laughs> oh, Adam loves the AMD Dude, I used CPUs. to be an Intel fanboy for so long. <laughs> but now, like, AMD CPUs... I try to not be anything like a fanboy wise 
but it is true. I do have like a lot of AMD processors, but they're they're so they're cheaper right now, like and they're so powerful. Like the only thing that Intel really has going for it is like certain workloads work a little better on them. And if you want the absolute maximum game performance, go with Intel. But that's where like the new AMD CPUs coming out are kind of interesting because I think they might possibly close the gaming gap between AMD and Intel. So, I mean, yeah, with eight cores, I feel yeah, like well. It yeah, can do well, right. it's not really always the cores too. You also have to remember like the 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 clock, like the clock of the CPU, because Intel CPUs usually clock higher than AMD CPUs, but more cores is better, but not for everything. Yeah, well, the Intel CPUs also usually that's, run a lot yeah. hotter. <laughs> that's true, and they have way higher Cooking TDPs. But I don't know. Yeah. All right, at uh at. 5,000 followers, we'll start a uh, cooking show in our podcast called Mark Cooking with Intel. Mark, can't do that. It already exists. Actually, yeah, you're right. We'll have to come up with another name, but we'll cook well, with yeah. Intel. Also, there's new uh, NVIDIA GPUs coming out. It's a new 3000 series and new AMD C- uh, GPUs coming out. And uh, the new, uh, I think it's the 3, 380 Ti, so like their highest end gaming GPU, will have 20 gigabytes of VRAM. So if you're looking to build a PC for college, maybe you just wait a little bit longer and you're going to build the most absolutely insane performance PC of all time. Yeah. Right. Oh, I got it. Our uh, cooking show is going to be baking with AMD. <laughs> That's actually funny, dude. All right. Well, I guess we can buy an AMD processor and a motherboard and cook food on it. Yeah. Uh- at uh, 5,000 followers, we will bake something on an AMD <laughs> processor. <laughs> Dude, also, um, that's kind of what I want to talk about, too, is if you build a PC other than a console for college, at least you kind of get a computer and a gaming machine, and you don't have to pay like the subscription fees, but it is a lot more upfront cost. But you do get a computer out of it, so take it or leave it. Right, like you can still do schoolwork and stuff on it and game. Yeah, and if you're also running a podcast from your dorm room, it's nice to also have a little bit of extra computing horsepower. Yeah. Speaking of right. horsepower. I think that's a Horsepower. Yeah, speaking of horsepower, we can uh, move on to my subject, which I'm going to talk about cars, mainly Flip. some new-ish technology to do with cars. Uh, so I... Decided to go with this topic because my dad is actually getting a new work car, and it's going to be a hybrid. So I thought that was pretty interesting. It? You know, car. It's a uh, like Ford Escape 2020 ah, or something. What a baller! Uh, but you know, car technology has really come so far because you know we've gone from uh, using lead in our fuel to hybrids that have like miles per gallon upwards of you know like a hundred so crazy insane efficiencies uh you know we have lots of driving assists and new systems that cars use like we got lane keep assist and uh adaptive cruise control which i mean is basically autopilot on its own Uh, (laughs) sorry tesla Uh, uh but the main thing i'm going to talk about is turbochargers so 
honestly, I feel like for the common man, turbochargers are actually really great. I know a lot of people uh, think it's just like a fancy thing that only, you know, like people trying to race their cars will use. And for those of you who don't know, what a turbocharger is, is it is a form of forced induction for gas engines. And the way it works is it uses the exhaust gases of the engine to spool up a motor that'll force more air well, into the like engine a little turbine. to kind of increase your power. It's like a little turbine. What, Adam? You fill it with air and it sucks in cold air from the outside yeah. and it shoves it in the, the engine and it goes vroom. Yeah. So because it uses the exhaust gases to spool up though, there is a bit of input lag with turbochargers because you don't get all your power right yeah, away. Yeah, built boost. But yeah, but the reason this is actually great for you know the common man is car manufacturers have actually been using turbochargers to make smaller engines with in the like with the same amount of power. Which what this does is it helps cut their production production costs and it helps them meet emission standards because a smaller engine with a turbocharger is generally going to be more efficient than a larger engine without one. So you have some new cars like the, the Ford Fusion SE, the Honda Accord, the Honda Civic, and the Volkswagen, Volkswagen Jetta. All of these cars have four-cylinder engines that are less than two liters, and they're all turbocharged. So what this does is since they have such small engines, most of them get really good fuel economy, and still can like keep up with the daily usage but you know sometimes this can get a little annoying when they use it in performance cars like uh the golf gti the kia stinger, kia stinger. loves that one <laughs> and the the fiat 124 those are all turbocharged uh performance cars which for those, honestly, I feel like it's kind of a bad thing to factory turbo performance cars because that is when you actually do care about input lag. So it can be a little annoying when your car straight out the factory has a lot of input lag. Although on that topic, a lot of manufacturers have been doing a lot to reduce input lag, like electronically somehow although you know with turbochargers it's always going to be a thing yeah also mark if i can just interject really quick i looked up yeah uh, the 2020 toyota prius prime it gets 54 miles to the gallon and then 133 miles per gallon electric so when it's on the the battery that's what it gets sorry yeah uh, like no you're good like i know that's, that's crazy not... I'm kind of a fan of electric cars. Um, they're still really expensive, but I think they're really cool. And the nice thing about even with uh, gas cars, you still have small amounts of lag because you still have to wait for the engine to combust to make the energy. Where with an electric car, it's just an instant push. And right, plus uh, there is even more lag with uh, modern cars because. Uh, 
a lot of uh, older cars you'll see have a mechanical throttle, which is where there's a wire connected to the gas pedal and you just press it down and it opens up the throttle. But now pretty much all new cars have a, an electronic throttle. So there's a little bit of lag with that and you they're not always the most predictable if the factory tuning on it isn't the best. Yeah, well, hopefully one day we'll have electric cars and then you got to worry about the environment too. The only thing that kind of stinks about electric cars is you can't really well, yeah. mow them like a gas engine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that uh, brings me to another point Transition. about uh, factory turbos on performance cars is when there is a factory turbo, uh, there leaves a lot less room for people who like to mod cars to actually like improve the car. Because if it already has a turbocharger on it, like just to make it good enough to ship out of the factory, there's not like it takes away from what you can add to the car, basically. Yeah, everything's going electric though. Like I think, um, like most car brands. Yeah, like, you are right. <laughs> uh, I think like I know things like Volvo and Mercedes. I don't know when, but they're like transitioning to full electric lineups, and they're gonna stop. Um, developing their combustion engine cars yeah no elect electric engines are the future but it is still worth it uh for car manufacturers to improve the efficiency of totally. gas engines because you know people are still gonna buy gasoline cars not everybody's gonna rush out to buy an electric yeah. car right now and with so many people buying gas cars, it's actually a little bit better for the company's overall emissions if they like improve the efficiency of their engines than if they like make their whole line electric because then people just might not buy from them. That's true. But you have to realize also that um, like obviously nothing will ever be as clean as an electric car they have a lot of upfront emissions but over time they end up spewing less you know carbon in the air than a gas one but if you can really but this is a nice thing too they should they shouldn't stop because if you think about it too like you think about like all the work trucks like semis and people who don't have access to electricity as easy like people that live out in the country or even people in other like third worlds it's a lot easier to get your hands on like gasoline than electricity and the biggest problem right now with electric cars is the actual battery density which is how much energy they can store um in a battery so like right now like i don't know the comparison but like in a drop of gasoline a drop of gasoline is more energy dense than the same amount of battery i don't know how you would measure it but i guess the volume so you can actually get a little bit more power out of gasoline as of now than with a lithium battery but I think one day when they move to like yeah, graphene so, batteries or something, I think the gap will finally be closed, and that's when electric cars would really be the perfect thing. Yeah, so Adam, uh, what you're kind of saying with that, I actually watched a really good comparison about that on on YouTube by Engineering Explained. Yeah. It's a good channel. You guys... Uh, should check it out. There's a pretty good comparison. I think he uses like cans of LaCroix to to show a battery and uh, 
like a gallon of gas. So it was like, it was something like a hundred cans of LaCroix for one gallon of gas, which was a lot more. So energy density really is a current problem with electric cars, but they're still the future because once they, they can solve that and make batteries even like at least two times more efficient, I think that's where it starts becoming way more efficient than uh, gas yeah. engines. But even just the progress made so far with electric cars has been insane. So, I mean, I yeah, know. I think... Which, honestly, uh, battery density is the only reason we don't have electric semi-trucks yeah. right well, now. Tesla's making one, but we'll see how that does. Yeah. And also another yeah. problem with electric cars is their weight. So that's, it's kind of a, a catch-22. So the weight is really nice on the bottom. They have the skateboard kind of layout where the battery's like in the middle between the wheels because they have very, very little rollover. Um, they have a very low chance of rolling over is what I'm trying to say. But I think the wear on the tires is a little bit more because it weighs so much. So the tires are digging more, tearing away at that shred. Well, yeah. And the, and the more it weighs, uh, the more energy it actually takes to use, which, again, is why battery density is so important for yeah. electric cars. So once you overcome that hurdle, it's smooth sailing. Also, I'm pretty sure that some of the first cars were actually electric. So, yeah, I, really? I'll look it up real quick. But, yeah, they... It was way more. It was way better to use gasoline than electricity because obviously the charge time and the range was not that good. Here I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Also, uh, while Adam's looking that up, I will say that I know a lot of people think that if you live in an area where most of your electricity is like generated by coal or something, that electric cars are actually like worse than gas cars but the real truth is they're so efficient that even if most of the electricity comes from like coal and natural gas it'll still have less total emissions than an internal combustion engine yeah. in the long run actually um, electric engines are 80 percent efficient and then gas engines are only 20 percent efficient because of the heat loss yeah uh, I mean, some of them are like 30% yeah. efficient, but still way less than the Yeah, okay, electric. so I found it. This is from energy.gov. The, on their timeline, in 18, it's like right before 1830, it looks like. Um, show me what year. Yeah, it's right before 1830, basically. The first small-scale electric cars were made. And then the first... Wow, I did not realize the that first, they were... So yeah, and then the, the first electric vehicle debuts in the U.S. a little before 1890, and yeah, and then basically once the the Model T came out, it kind of blew away electric cars, and that's how we got to gas. But you know, I guess time's coming around. Yeah, no, because electric cars are definitely gonna be the future, because we don't have to burn anything to do it, and once we have like all renewable energy as well. It'll just be profoundly better for the yeah. environment. And one other thing too that's going on is hydrogen cars. But I don't, I don't know why, but I don't feel like they're going to take off as quickly. I feel like if you use, yeah, no, I, I've been hearing, I've been hearing about hydrogen cars since I was in first yeah, I grade. I think the only thing that hydrogen cars might be really good for is like work trucks, like those huge dump trucks for like mining and stuff, 
only because those batteries would be so ginormous. It would take so long to charge, and it's a lot easier to fill something up with like even hydrogen. So again, not an yeah. expert, but yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to yeah. wait and see. But for right now, you can enjoy your turbocharged Honda Civic. And then when your oh, kid yeah. is driving, he can enjoy his electric car with an almost zero drag. Which is also another thing electric cars have is they have yeah. low drag ratios because they don't need to suck in air. Yeah. Well, also because I feel like a lot of them are just des- designed That's to fit our I could be wrong about the air part. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's been right. about an hour, so, so we actually uh, went longer yeah. than uh, normally. Yeah, we are so sorry for keeping you guys. No, but, don't be sorry. Uh, before, we, before we head out, we do have a few announcements. We're going to put these at the end of the episodes whenever we have them. So we know that our schedule with releasing the episodes has been... A little like tentative so far we've been replete releasing on mondays um so we're gonna release our next episode on next monday this will be a shorter one uh it'll just be kind of like a move-in update and then after that one we will release another episode that friday the 21st and then we're just going to start putting them out like every yeah, Friday. A lot more. Also, another big announcement is I'm pretty sure on the move-in special, you guys are going to meet Chris. Chris is going to come on this podcast. He's going to blow everything up. He's going to change yeah. change the podcasting industry. Yeah, Chris will be a, a guest on the move-in special, which will probably be like 30, 45 yeah, minutes long. I don't know long. if it'll be too long, especially if it come out um, later. It'll probably just be our experience with moving in, mostly just to talk about it. Yeah. But yeah, um, thanks for tuning in for episode number two of the Dorm Podcast. Catch you guys on uh, Monday when we move in and we know what the heck is going on. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And always remember that Adam is related to the founder of Twitter. I am not. That is a false statement. Catch it. See you guys.